Nalo. Allo. Allo. And uh, which is like the best that, restaurant. Oh, in. no, no, no. That place is, um, uh, that's right next to Vera. I gotta go. Sorry, man. I gotta go. <laughs> Door slam cars. Curse wheeling. Um, it was wonderful. We had a pint of Guinness, and we have this thing called the Gibraldi, which is like fluffy orange juice. Like, they shake it, so it has texture to it. That would and remind me of, like, back in the day, honestly, I used to love milk, and I used to love orange juice, and sometimes I couldn't decide what to drink. Oh, Mikey. So I would mix. No. I swear. Oh, Mikey. I swear. This is why you're broken. Like that, That's, that's like, one of the reasons, the, yeah. Your brain chemistry got offset that day. Yeah, when I purposely drank curdled. Ugh. Yeah, the drinks. acid would curdle yeah. the milk. Ew. You know what I really love? Brushing my teeth after drinking a nice uh. big glass of orange. Oh, now you're disgusted. <laughs> no, you mean Before drinking after. orange juice after you after brush you're your brushing teeth. your teeth. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't be great the other way around either. Like just d- sculling a pint oh, of yeah, orange yeah, juice yeah, yeah. and then just brushing your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Again. All right, let's do it. Welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I am Mikey Lossus Erinworth. <laughs> is that is that good? Do you like that one or no? Nope. No. Okay, good. Mikey you want to talk about it more? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it a little more. I feel like we need to unpack this. Um, I, I feel like I'm trying too hard to actually have good names now. And as you a result, are? but as a result, <laughs> it's making it worse. Because you know what? I'm not taking risks. And uh, if there's one thing Miss Frizzle taught me, <laughs> it's, it's that... You should always go with the teacher no matter what they say. There's only one thing Miss Frizzle's taught you. That's it. I feel like that whole show is about education and like teaching you stuff. She, okay, I, I, I was very high as a child. I don't remember. <laughs> Most proportionally, the size of buses. Yes. And the many options they can be. The, the many. <laughs> wow. If I was look, so happy with myself until the last two words. You look at, you look at Miss Frizzle's syllabus for like all of her years. It's mm-hmm. like, one, size of buses. <laughs> two, all of the options they can be. <laughs> Marcus and your Kennedy. final exam, she just keeps pointing at both of them, like <laughs> tapping them, like, guys, come on. I'm, I'm laying so it out for what, you. What was going on with the rest of that school? <laughs> That's a good question. Like, were, did they know all of this shit was happening? I don't know. Maybe maybe it was like, maybe it was like, because it was like grade three. It wasn't like science class, right? I think so. Yeah. It yeah, was back so like, before you had like different classes. Yeah. <laughs> grade four is Gonar the Rock Monster and lasers or something <laughs> like that. And you're like, wow, I can't wait for grade four. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> It's interesting, though, because that show lasted a long time, and it was always the same group of kids. I have a theory where at the end of the year, Miss Frizzle's, like, handing in her report cards right. to the principal, and the principal's like, yeah, okay, once again, you have not taught them a <laughs> single thing that I asked you to. They're all going to have to repeat. And yeah. then she's like, okay, we'll take them inside the human body this year. <laughs> Do you think Miss Frizzle owns the bus or the school owns the bus, and she's the operator of it? I would be, I, I'd be worried to talk about that because it's clear the bus is alive, and I don't want to talk about it being <laughs> Yeah, the bus has eyes. Yeah, it has <laughs> eyes and laughs. Yeah, what's that about? That's a good question. There are a lot of questions. <laughs> there are a lot of questions about there's, this. There's, I mean, we, we realized this and we we thought about maybe doing a podcast uh, a separate separate from this one about Are You Afraid of the Dark? That oh, old yeah. Canadian horror show. <laughs> yeah. um, there's obviously podcasts going back and watching Magic there's School There's podcasts about everything. Everything, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that would be worth listening to, I think. I, I absolutely would. We should do. We should find out the video game about Magic School Bus because there definitely is There one. is one. I used to play it. Well, it was great. Go. And it sucked because it got glitched out at one point. Okay. It was basically like a point-and-click adventure, and you had to solve puzzles, or you'd get clues. It's like, this 
animal, like I am this and I like kelp and this and that. And, and you had to find out like based on the clue where in the ocean that animal would be oh. and then click on that animal. And the clue was so clearly leading towards a sea lion. Mm. And I would click on the sea lion and nothing would happen. So much so that I got my grandpa involved because I was playing it at his house. Oh boy. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that's a sea lion. And we clicked on it and he was like, okay, we got to figure this out. And then it was just like for us the rest of the night, like trying to click on sea lion to get, it was fucking... Did at one point the bus turn to you and go like, Mikey, <laughs> save me from this. Save or, me. Or was the answer, how big can bus be? <laughs> <laughs> and all the other options. Yeah, exactly. And the much, many accoutrement amount of buses. Well, the bus, the one thing it can't be is as big as some of the colossi in this game Whoa. that we're talking about today. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Um, Dr. Segway. This game is, I mean, we don't have to get into it, it too, too heavily game. now. This is... One of my favorite games of all time. Whoa. I'm, I'm saying that right off the bat. Wow. A game that I that I think stands the test of time. Because um, I did play it in one of the remakes when it came out for the PlayStation mm-hmm. 3. So this would have been about seven years ago or something like that. So right. that, that would have been the last time that I played it. And I remember immediately thinking, like, this game feels exactly as good at that moment as it did when I was first playing it back when it came out in 2005. Wow. Um, that's all to say that, you know... A game can be considered great for its time and not have aged well, but you still have to like appreciate it for what it was. Yeah. Well, that's literally the basis of this of podcast. Of this podcast, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh. But this seems <laughs> like one summary. of those ones that just, it, it didn't do anything to hinder it mm. um, uh, for, for like future playthroughs. Right. And, right, yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. Because again, seven years ago to have played this is still quite a long time. Well, I think as far as I can tell, it's been remastered for every system that's ever come out. Just about. Yeah, like it feels like I see it all the time. So all, all Sony consoles, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I haven't gone back and played it. Yeah. So like, but I always see it and I was like, oh man, I'd like to play that game because I have such good memories yeah, of it. Yeah, Um. So I'm excited we're playing it today. I, I am as well. Uh, I'm... I, I, I messaged you when we decided we were going to do this because one of the reasons why we're doing this, if you haven't played this game and you have a PlayStation Now account, it's yes. now on PlayStation Now, so you can essentially play this included in your subscription. Mike, yeah, I have a PlayStation. When can I play it? Right now. PlayStation right now. PlayStation right now. Um, <laughs> PlayStation Alt right now. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. go on there. Yeah, That's yeah. a dark web of, of the PlayStation system. Yeah. Um, by the way, PlayStation Now is probably the best paying for your buck in the video game world right now. It's what, 12 bucks a month and you have access to just about yeah. everything. Xbox Game Pass is pretty solid. People like well. Game Pass a lot as well. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. No, I, I, no, no fight. I love it. Yeah. Um, so this one, uh, it, we'll, we'll get into, uh, I messaged you when we were, we were, when we decided we were going to do this one mm-hmm. and I basically said, okay, I'm going to download it. This is yesterday before we recorded. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to download it tonight and it's going to take everything I have not to play through it <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. night. And in order to not play it, I downloaded another game as well, mm. uh, which was Subnautica. Because oh. I had to, I, I honestly- Was oh, that on PlayStation now? It's on, uh, no, but it's on PlayStation uh, 4. You can download it. I think it's uh, $39.99 okay. or something like that. Which kind of was a little bit off-putting because it's, I think, a year and a half, two years old. It was either the beginning of 2019 or 2018 that it came out. So $40 for what was already kind of an indie game. I was like, oh, that's, kind of, that's kind of expensive. But I downloaded it. Kind of on the recommendation from Jamie Peck, a.k.a. Mamorex, a.k.a. Mamorex, a.k.a. Mamorex, Mamorex. yeah, Uh, who was on our podcast doing Donkey Kong Country. Mm -hmm. Um, 
he had mentioned Subnautica and I'd heard a lot about the game. I even downloaded it for, for VR and I decided finally, you know what? I don't think I'm going to play this in VR because I was worried about it making me feel sick, like mm-hmm. motion sick. I'd heard mm-hmm. that that was a thing. So I sat down and played it last night. Essentially, the game is you're, you're on this spaceship. You crash land on a marine planet and you're in a life pod and your life pod becomes your base from which you kind of branch out, collect resources okay. underwater and then kind of build these. You, you can bring resources back to the life pod to fabricate different things, which then unlock different things you can make. Okay. And it's, I was immediately off put kind of by how much it lacked any sense of handholdiness. Like it literally doesn't tell you what to do. You mm. have to like open up things in your life pod and see, well, this requires a repair kit to, to like start repairing things. So you look at like the, the interface you have to see what you can build. And it's like, oh, there's a repair tool there. You find out what is required to make a repair tool. And you're like, I guess I just have to go find the parts for this out in the world. Okay. And that is your first objective. Oh, wow. So you kind of, you really have to work to figure out what the next step is in the game. And if you're okay with that, and then you're okay with kind of the overall atmosphere of going to deeper and farther areas to find more and more valuable materials, similar to Minecraft, similar to a lot of these kind of scavenging games. I think you'll really like this one. And mm. even though it it's primarily based in the water, its controls are very friendly. Okay. User friendly. Yeah, because yeah, famously water levels are... Yeah, I, I was really <laughs> afraid of that. That's one of the reasons why I didn't play this ah. game for so long, because I'm like, I can't imagine I'm going to like well, it. There you go. So we got to play that. We got to try that one out. Um you playing anything else right now other than attempting to be played by Shadow Colossus? Yeah, uh, I I did play a little bit of Overwatch again, obviously, checked Classic. in there. Um, but it, Ch- Checked in? How's it doing? Yeah, uh, you know what? It's it's simultaneously the best thing and worst thing in my life. Fantastic. <laughs> like, it's just... Oh, that's great. I play a good game and I'm like, this is the greatest rush I've ever... Ex-. Like, it's, it's... Again, I've said this before. It is the reason why I don't gamble. Because that rush that I get is the best thing in the world. It's the followed best. by just the worst hatred of every 13 year old in the world it's the worst yeah yeah are you still playing uh Fortnite? because you mentioned that oh uh, yeah recently that that you're back in on the new season Ooh, i want to talk more about it because okay. the new season the new chapter of the season came out now now forgive me i am new to this uh i might D- don't have doubts i okay? might forgive you <laughs> yeah but it depends on your crimes and your sins well now, i'll allow you to tell me mm-hmm. what you're asking me to forgive you for ignorance Mm, that is blissful. Of course I forgive you. <laughs> and you're not allowed to be happy. Of course, this is a religion, so... Yeah, yes. yeah, no, 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 of course. You of course. Very, very sad. <laughs> um, no, the, so I'm new. I never played season one, but when season two came out, uh, I think it was actually Riley Little who's been on the podcast, and yeah. he, he and was... will be again soon, too. Yeah, that's With exciting. a very popular game that people are going to love. Wow, that's news to me, too, so that's great. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait with you, D-pads, to listen and find out. Um... No, I th- so he got really excited, and I saw that around, and I'm like, well, I've never played this free game. Yeah. Like, maybe I should try it up. And so when season two came out, so what, as far as I know, the island completely changed. Yeah. If you don't know Fortnite, you travel to an island, it's 100 players, you, this last one standing wins, right? The storm gets smaller and smaller, as so you can only control so much land. And so the, sea, the, the island that you land on completely changed all the landmarks, the whole, you know... Uh, terroir 
the, 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 the bases. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, elevations, things like that. Sorry, what is terroir? Terroir? What is that? It's like, <laughs> it's not a really good use of uh, the word, but terroir is like, you use it for like food and foraging and stuff like that. Is that like, that the earth impacts the things that grow around it? Okay. So like if we were in Greece and there's volcanoes and there's like ash, like that will affect the plants that do it, but it'll give you a different taste where if you grew up in oh, the prairies or something like okay, that. Okay, 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 okay. There you go. So there's a little bit of knowledge sure, right there. sounds good. And uh, so no, but it, they, the island completely changed changed and I played it and I found it endlessly fascinating. It's like a 25 minute game where every game is wildly different and the island is huge for for a free game. Yeah. I am and I'm just fascinated by this game and how it changes every day. And so chapter 2 of season 2 came out and this theme seems to be more spy based. Okay. Um where you can upgrade your characters and all the daily challenges and the whole format, the whole um you know the whole uh, interface completely changed. And so now what I was kind of saying last week was that there are bases with AI on them. Right. And if you can right. knock a few of them down, there's a boss and you get a really good gun. Well, this is all happening while, while the battle while royale the battle's is happening on. and the storm's oh, closing shit. in. And, and so it's like, it just adds a new kind of element to it. Or you could just skip those completely. And like, or, or as I like to do, wait in the bushes as people run into that thing. And kill and themselves. Pick them off when they leave. Right. Because they're, yeah. Because I would be such a scum. I used to play player unknown battlegrounds a bit, mm. like which, which was popular before Fortnite. Same, same concept yes. though. Yes. Less fantastical. Yes. And I was the same way. I would just wait for other people to fight and then shoot them. Like Absolutely. I'm not good enough at this game to win on my own. Oh my God. That's like a big thing. It's like, you kind of see, so like the Island is so big and there's only a hundred players, which sounds like a lot, but you don't see people a lot. Right. But when you see people like you, you're either like, Oh my God. Yeah. Or you kind of track them for a bit. It, my favorite thing that I learned was like watching two people fight from a distance. You're almost like a predator. You're like, mm, no, wait, I'm going to let them fight. Right. I'm going to let them fight. One barely wins and you just pick them yeah, off with one exactly. shot. Instead of rushing in and now you're going to have a three-way shoot. It really tells us, you're having three ways in the middle of this battle? I, uh, guess, it's, I guess there's a lot of hormones raging. That it's Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if that was true, I would be a predator in another way because <laughs> I think there's a lot of underage children that play that game. I, that, that's very true. <laughs> uh, that, that's why I'm not allowed to play it, actually. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not allowed to be 100 feet within Fortnite. No, I have to announce at the beginning of every match. <laughs> Who they're playing with? I just like the idea that like the bus you draw you you skydive off a bus to get to the island. Here comes the bus of players, and here come the sexual predators on a separate bus, and everyone gets dropped in. Oh no! That game takes a whole different tone. At We're that releasing point. five sexual predators. I think I think about oh, it no. all the time. Uh, playing games like that, and the type of play style that I I end up uh, reverting to, yeah. and it is that kind of turtle scavenger, real shithead way of playing. <laughs> <laughs> like let other people be brave and I'm just going to kill them afterwards. Yeah. And it makes me think like if it came down to it, which it probably will eventually yep. where we were all just in some battle Royale scenario. Mm -hmm. um, Good movie. I would, yeah, and book. I actually read the book. Oh, well. did you read the book? Yeah. 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 It, actually, Stupid. it's not Hunter a games is such a rip off of battle 100%. Royale. hundred percent. It's yeah. also not that great of a book. It's fucking, it's like 800 pages. It's, mm. and there's only so many pages uh, you can read of kids killing each other of before your children, <laughs> gruesome children violence. Yeah. yeah. Um, and honestly, on the outset, I didn't think it was long enough. Yeah, absolutely. And it turns out it was uh, almost too long. Hmm. I, you know, it's, I just, I just, to put a, to put a capping note on this is just for a free game, the amount of, of quality they give you, you can earn what the, the, the in-game money, which is V-Bucks and to buy a battle pass, which kind of gives you like, 
skins and like guns and all this kind of stuff. You can earn V bucks in the game to buy a battle pass. You literally don't have to spend a single dollar yeah. to fully experience this game, which they so could have easily been like, well, here's your standard stuff. You can totally play and it's on an even playing field. But if you want to dress like a banana and like have, you know, glitter that explodes every time you shoot, <laughs> you got to buy money. They don't have to make you do that. I just, I find you know it what, endlessly. You know what I love about that? Even not playing Fortnite, I experienced something similar in Overwatch as well, where it, there's this experiment I think that was that's been ongoing since like the Farmville type games that mm. came out on Facebook, where Great we game. didn't know how much. <laughs> Great game, love no, it. No one knew how much um, people would be willing to spend on a game that they get for free, right? Unless you force them to spend or or urge them to spend. And it turns out if you develop a loyal player base and the game itself is good enough, yep. For free, people will still spend money on it, and and that's great to know because I want to see more games like that. It's so clear that people spend money because I see like a red stormtrooper with like you, like you see the stuff that you just never yeah. like. Well, I'm yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy yeah, buy yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you're right because we've gone away from the Simpsons tap and what the hell is that game? Tapped from? out. Tapped out. Yeah. Where yeah, you yeah. like everyone spent a ton of money just trying to skip up the clock and stuff right. like that. I never played it, but uh, uh, the only game I ever uh, played like that and spent money on was Fallout Shelter. Oh, which uh, was what, what a great setup. Wait, I'm glad you spent that money, right? Because the game was totally worth it. Well, no, not 76, not Fallout 76. Oh, I thought that's what it was. No, no, no. It was a mobile game very similar mm. to Simpsons Tapped Out uh, where you create like an underground shelter. And I got that that bug yeah. in me where I was like, oh yeah, but for 10 bucks right now I can. <laughs> and, and then you start to realize like, once that game is done and the mm -hmm. game itself is not fun, the mechanics are not fun. <laughs> all you're paying for is like that, that, quick bump in it's that serotonin quick release yeah, yeah that quick just, bump it's cocaine I just, it's I just cocaine need a little bump yeah. yeah i just need a little bump that's it <laughs> so i don't damn. know if you want to keep playing it it's really interesting i i just i find the game fascinating and there is a cat uh character named meowsles and it's a completely ripped human cat oh and it is by the sexy. way <laughs> yes incredibly <laughs> sexy but it's got that like the head of like the most adorable cat emoji but like Arnold Schwarzenegger underneath, <laughs> but like still a calico. Yeah. It's incredible. So uh, Fortnite recommend. Oh man, <laughs> it's just in small indie game. Everyone should play. I'm actually I'm actually looking for recommendations or lack thereof um, on a mm -hmm. show that's out, oh. Hunters. Because um, I oh. watched the first episode. Yeah, I heard it's bad. Okay, so I did not like the first episode, and a few people are telling me stick with it; it's good. But a lot of people are underwhelmed by it. Yes. Have you seen any of it? No, I haven't. Other than other than ads everywhere for this. Yes. This thing. I think it was filmed in Toronto. I think that's why. But uh, no, really? I don't know. It feels it feels like that. Show. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I should take it back. But um, no, I've heard I've heard it's not good. Like and also just like actively bad. Yeah, I, I I don't know. After the first episode, I just it seems so. You know, for for something that they. They're obviously touting the fact that Jordan Peele is involved in it. Jordan Peele mm -hmm. of, of Get Out and uh, the new Twilight Zone and Us, and yeah. Um, so they're they're really leaning on that. But usually, what I expect from him is a very clear tone, mm -hmm. like knowing what it is that he's trying to do. With this one, I can't tell if it's trying to play on my heartstrings or be a comic book movie or, or a TV show or be Tarantino esque or what yeah. it is. Like it just kind of seems to change. And given the subject matter, I'm just kind of like. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what, Tarantino did it well with Inglorious Bastards. For some reason, he took one of the most serious topics you can have and and made it almost playful in a way. Yeah, this doesn't seem as skilled at doing that. And also, fuck Al Pacino. Oh, I'm so glad. This was, so this was the topic I wanted to talk yeah, about. What the fuck? For man? one of the greatest actors of our, you know, whatever second half of the century or whatever it's been, 
Um, yep, it's been. It's been a while, and I, I think it's <laughs> it's one of those things where now when I see him, like, oh, and Al Pacino, I'm like, ah, oh, that's gonna suck. A hundred percent. Like it's it's. I'm now other than the Irishman, but he's yeah, so distracting. Even in the Irishman, I he's the him, worst part of the Irishman, right? <laughs> yeah. I, just, there, I don't know. There's Screaming. something about this guy, man, that he is. It seems like everything he does is trying to show how comfortable he is on screen. Yeah. But then it takes me out of it because I'm like, oh, he's doing this stuff. Like, no one does that when you're talking to them. I have a theory that on Scent of a Woman, he hit his head and he's just never been the same because he's literally done Scent of a Woman for the rest Every of his career time, yeah. since 1992 or whenever that movie came out. Yeah. He just kind of talks like this. Yeah. And he kind of goes. And it, like, every fucking character is him screaming at people. With, with one exception, it's Merchant of Venice and then I'm this. Sorry. <laughs> Merchant of Venice when? He did Merchant of Venice. He did the movie what character Merchant did of he, Venice. What character do you play? Like Shakespeare, Merchant of Venice. Yeah. What character do you play in Merchant of Venice? Uh, the the main uh, the main character, the, the Jewish character, Shylock. Yeah, Shylock. Yes. Wow. And that's what we needed to see he, an Al Pacino he, Shylock character. But that's the thing is he plays the same character in Hunters. It's oh. like the exact same character. <laughs> he just like opened up the like he had the storage box of yeah. like all of his movements that he did playing Shylock, and now he's back in there, and it's like Jesus. Okay, yeah, that. Right. Yeah. No, honestly, when I see it, it's like, oh, and Al Pacino's, I'm like, nah, crap. Yeah, like because they're gonna I'm have not- to show him so much because they had to pay him to do it, right. you know, convince him that the character was worth it. And, nah, I'm good. Yeah, nah, I'm good. I don't know. Oh, speaking of TV, oh, uh, I want to talk about one more thing. Okay. Um, Mythic Quest: Raven's Banquet is a mm. show that came out on Apple TV. Um. I don't know what... Uh, Before you go, Apple TV. Thumbs up, thumbs down. They just don't have enough content for me to really uh, have an opinion on this. Except for this show. Except maybe. for this show. I'll get into this show, but they also did the morning show, which I've discussed right. frequently on this yeah. show. More than I should have. Morning um, show than you should have. <laughs> um, they also have like... They have some interesting documentaries and stuff now, but they really have just no original content. And right. I think the idea was never... <laughs> it's just... In a weird way, I never think the idea was to like... We're going to compete with right. Netflix. Right. The idea wasn't to compete with Netflix. The idea was to just have another street avenue in which they could sell more hardware because they're still a hardware company, right. not a right, software right, company. Right, right, right. And they're going like, Good, perfect. Well, it's free for a year because you have an Apple TV. Yeah. Like, we know it's not going to be worth it, so just take it. And yeah. you're like, okay, like, fine. I think in time they will build up uh, you know, a library worth spending money on, but I don't think the point is at this point just to like compete. I think it's just to have the stream ready and accessible if they ever needed it is are they going to like it seems like what they're See, doing seems like what they're doing right now is similar to what Microsoft did with HD DVD where they're just kind of like putting something out there yeah. to kind of buy time for something else yeah i think that's it. like obviously we're talking about the most profitable company in the human history so like you know is it really i actually didn't know that well it's 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 the most valuable company in the world right now huh. it's like trillions of dollars and stuff like that so that's not that much yeah i know it's a few trillion between yeah. friends um yeah. jeff bezos's pocket money <laughs> yeah oh I will say there's there's a TikTok out there that I want to post to that is the greatest visualization of Jeff Bezos as well. Is this the rice one? Yes. Yes, I saw oh that. Oh my god, I was like, wow, that's a really good example to use cuz one one is $100,000. It takes yeah, so it basically <laughs> makes it so that one grain of rice is $100,000 yeah. and it shows you what a billion dollars is and yeah. then it shows you what Jeff Bezos's net worth is. <laughs> they had to pull out a tarp and he had to go to Costco to buy to rice. To buy like bags <laughs> of rice. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, man. It's crazy. But um but uh, do you think we'll ever make that much money from this podcast? I, I'm surprised we haven't yet. I'm very surprised, especially like, look, listeners. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> look. Look. <laughs> After all that we've done for you, I know we don't have a Patreon account, but we do have a P.O. box. Absolutely. Where is the envelopes of cash? I feel like we're threatening a Patreon account. I, I, will, <laughs> I will put so much goddamn tent behind this paywall. 
If we don't start getting money sent to this P.O. box. This will essentially be a My Free Cams Patreon account oh. where we are doing this in the nude. <laughs> um, and you will and you will pay for it. If we did one episode in the nude, I well, feel like it would make us pretty popular. I, You know what? We could because the desk that we sit at <laughs> is like a news desk. So we could like Coley be waist down, just topless. And did you, you say Coley be waist down, topless? Waist down? I, I meant to say totally be waist Coley down. Coley is my sister. What I, Freudian slip was I that? I think you, you heard that. And I, I, that says more about you than I me. Think I, I, Trust me when I say it. And Coley, I love you. I haven't thought about you in weeks. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wow. I don't know how I had to defend myself by completely insulting your sister, but uh, there we are. Um, no, yeah, I, me thinks the boy doth protest too much. I think we Coley could be totally naked and uh, <laughs> and waist down and just have like a thigh out and it would yeah. totally like be convincing. I, I'm i kind of on board with this. Uh, just a we side view, we have to go, okay, we should go. What naked video game could we do? Look, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Okay, <laughs> when you're a guy, ladies- Oh my God. <laughs> I'm about to learn you something. Oh, All right. So sit down. Take a seat on your pretty little dress. Let Papa Mikey speak to you. <laughs> oh, oh, good. All right. This is not When awful. you're a man and you cross your legs, uh-huh. there's only two areas for your yuck to sit. Yeah. It's either on top in a little pouch yeah. or it kind of sneaks through or you're buffalo billing the, it or you're buffalo billing it to the bottom <laughs> yeah. now what I think would be great uh-huh. is if we recorded this podcast in the news crossed our legs and buffalo build it in the <laughs> angle of the camera <laughs> I'd fuck me would you fuck me <laughs> Just have, uh, yeah. Oh, you know what we could do? But, we could have cameras on both sides. Uh, so if people prefer a pretty little vag, they can go on one side because then they'll see our Buffalo Bill. Uh-huh. If they go on the other side, they'll see our, our little goat monster <laughs> oh just dangling God. out the other way. Little uh, wounded soldier? Yeah. 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 Uh. Wow. That was that was incredibly graphic, and yet we said nothing graphic. No. We just compared it, just compared it to Buffalo Bill. Yeah. I'm going to uncross my legs right very now. Very complicated gets, character. That gets uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, naked. Sh- what naked video game would we do? Uh, it's got to be a Leisure Suit Larry game because <laughs> if we get too excited, they're gonna know. <laughs> yeah, how it's hard not to get excited for that game. It's hard. I mean, we could do Custer's Revenge, but I feel like that's Ugh. kind of like the notorious <laughs> bad game that people. That game play. is just like straight up awful. That no, hundred percent. Leisure like Suit I- Larry is actually not great. I shouldn't say that, but like Leisure Suit Larry, though, at least. This is okay. I I understand what I'm saying is wrong here, but at least is of a certain time where like oh misogyny like they could have joked about it like before it became more. It wasn't alone for that time period to be misogynistic. Right, there were a lot of movies, TV, Animal House, all that was was just a little bit different. (laughs) But but for something like Custer's Revenge is a game that I I honestly kind of like don't even want to joke about that much because like how do you bring up that subject matter and jo- and joke at the same I just don't think there's yeah rape and murder is like an uh, and uh, yeah no it's too real yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah so we'll figure something out if you have an idea for us in which you want us to see us do a podcast naked oh. um what would you um uh let's go uh let's go with um retro gating like is it like in your gate or no that's the way you run that's the way you walk yeah run and... mm. I about, like the uh, way you are <laughs> how about review in the buff review in the buff yeah 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 it's kind of it's wholesome <laughs> review in the buff I'll, I'll write hashtag down that review hashtag. in the buff let us know what game you want us to review naked in the buff hmm are we actually gonna do this I kind of like it I don't know diet starts now <laughs> 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 I'll have to put a towel down when we review them um 
Yeah, so, okay, there you go. <laughs> On that, uh, oh, yeah, so wait. <laughs> Mythic Quest Ravens Banquet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I don't know how we got there. Um, Let me explain to you how we got there. <laughs> and so let's relive it. It's it's a TV show on, it's a TV show, whatever. It's an episodic uh, show on um, on Apple TV. And it's about the development of a game studio and their sole video game, which is Mythic Quest. Their new expansion, which is Raven's Banquet. Right. Um, and it's an MMORPG. Yes. Thank you, Massively God. multiplayer there's online so role-playing game. There's so many letters. I, I, up I time. remember the first time I read that. It was in EGM. And they said that about this game that never ended up being released uh, called... I, I'm going to butcher this. I don't remember. You honestly what, could make something up and I would do it. It's like true life on true live online or something. It was this okay. weird, almost Final Fantasy-esque MMORPG and it got canceled. And and a lot of people were really excited for what this game. What did it game. do? <laughs> <laughs> it, what did it say? Women aren't funny? No, it talked about how much it loves Custer's Revenge. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cancel him. Drag cancel. him. Drag him. <laughs> um, and so it got, uh, it got uh, canceled and they said in the article, it was like, it was like, oh yeah, this MMORPG. And I, I was like, what does that mean? Cause, and then it did brackets, massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Yep. And I told myself, I was like, if I'm ever going to be seen as like a real gamer, I need to know what that acronym oh. means and repeat it. See, it's, it's a lot of letters. So like, even though I do know what the acronym means, it's True like, True Fantasy Live Online, maybe something like that. Cool. God, I don't remember. People, people who were, who were, paying attention would remember it because it was going to be everyone had a different job right. it was like very ambitious but sorry i keep no that's okay but in this show they developed a a game like that you are kind of in the height of its success and as they are expanding and the characters are you know the executive producer the creative director and the creator itself which is rob McElhaney. yeah uh, of, who's, of, uh, it's always sunny yes uh he's also a producer on the show he's also directed a couple of the episodes uh they there's recurring characters all over the place well this game is definitely should be down our alley because it's about video games and stuff like that. It's fine. It's just fine. fine. I think the creative director, Penny, who is kind of the main character of the show, is really the star. I think she's really funny. Is she in any of the uh, It's Always Sunny? Episodes? No, I she's don't believe she is. Canon. She's Australian. No. Um, she's she's really funny and kind of adorable in a goofy way. Like she kind of they kind of picked the right actor for this. Similar to what's her name from Love. Who's in? Uh, she's also on Comedy Bang Bang. Brie Larson? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Brie, uh, whatever. Brie Larson. No, whatever. Is it? What the hell's her name? Oh, Brie's her name in Community. That's why I'm screwing that up. Uh, oh, Jillian no, Jacobs. Jillian <laughs> Jacobs. No, no. It's it's the roommate of Mitch. Like, or, or like oh, Mitch's Claudia Doherty. Claudia Doherty. Yeah, yeah, yeah Claudia Doherty. Yeah. yeah, no. She's like, it, it, she's really the the highlight of the show. It kind of goes up and down. But I will. I just want to highlight one episode that kind of like. In the middle, so I think it's about nine episodes, eight to ten episodes, let's say. And in the middle, they have a whole episode that is a complete break from everything else that's going on. And it's about Jake Johnson and Caitlin uh, Mosletti, I think her name is, who's from. Uh, it's uh, I've, she was the mother in How Did I Meet Your Mother, and she was also a Broadway actress. She's really how good. did I meet your mother? How how did I meet? What was the show called? How I Met Your Mother. Oh, I'm so sorry, I fucked that one up. How so did wild. I like, meet your mother, though? How I Met Your Mother. How did I meet your mother? It, that, that's not wrong. You can't wrong. forget the name of the title of the show, the second best show next to The Theory of the Big Bang. What's wrong with that one? The Theory of the Big Bang? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing. No, no, it's no. a theory. It's, it's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a theory. Let's just keep that in mind. Um, and it's about Jake Johnson and her start kind of meeting in the 80s and starting a video game company and the life of that video game up until the dis- dissolution of the of the of their company that right. they started. And it's a really good like just in the middle it does there's no prompting of what what started and the two of them together as they grow and as it's essentially that they kind of started like maybe Resident Evil. Like oh. they started a game where you fly, uh use a flashlight and the monsters 
stay away from you. Oh. And eventually the video game company, with, which they keep just calling Montreal, which I guess is an Ubisoft, Ubisoft thing. Ubisoft Montreal, and, yeah. uh, and they keep going like, Montreal wants this, Montreal wants this. And they're like, eventually it's about in-game purchases and shotguns and how you did. And they're like, no, it's not about killing. And it's like, and it's like no, but if we could sell more. And then there's movies. Oh, and then they're saying, and it's shit. how they just, how eventually there's no such thing as selling out because everyone will eventually sell out. Fail. You know, like, oh. and, and, and failing means selling out. Like, right. eventually everyone's going to have to take a paycheck, like, or they're, right. they're not going to make your game. Right, right. And it's kind of, it was just really, like, sweet, complicated episode in this middle of this insane, goofy show that I thought was really good. Uh, so, you know what? You say that, and I'm like, that's the show we need. Yeah. And I remember thinking about that when, uh, this is like, this sounds absurd now, but back when zombie movies and TVs, like, it wasn't so permeated saturated. in all of pop culture. Yeah. yeah, saturated is a better word. Um, when How did I meet your mother? <laughs> um, um, so I, I back back then I remember thinking like the world needs a drama around zombies where zombies aren't the real issue. The issue is how humans interact. And then I think when you're I found describing it, the, walking the Walking Dead, Dead, right? But before the Walking Dead came out, this was like four years before uh, the show came out, and I was like, that's what the world needs. And when I found out that was happening, I'm like. This is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted with the subject matter I wanted. When you mentioned that episode of that show mm-hmm. around the video game industry, think about the issues you could tackle oh. with 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 overworking your employees, yep. with with the potential for labor disputes mm-hmm. and all that. Um, every time you get a TV show or a movie about video games, it's always wacky because yeah. they're like nerds. We're so fucking weird. Like it just shows the uh, people it's... who are making these things don't quite understand that we have an appetite for very serious things and what i don't understand is look at the games we play look at red dead and how much Mm -hmm. patience gamers have for red dead absolutely why wouldn't we be able to have a movie that doesn't have a joke every 10 minutes i know i know or like yeah movies and video games based on movies and tvs based on video games are just like a whole nother thing we can talk about but yeah like it is it's not great but it's still totally not offensive too so if you go watch it you'll be like no that's fine yeah like i got through them all pretty painlessly yeah um, but yeah, I, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's in- interesting nonetheless. I'm trying to think of more TV shows that I could butcher the title to, but, um, <laughs> and by butcher, like just slightly alter just it. Slightly, just, yeah. Like what if, uh, like, um, a 1980s, uh, sitcom based in, um, based in a bar in, in Boston called Let's Cheers. <laughs> like just, just Or slight, Prost. Yeah, yeah, Prost. Just slightly off your leg. Well, I know what they're talking about. Or but, that show about that, the group of friends that hang out in New York oh, and do nothing I've all day. That. Jerry? Oh yeah, yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry and his pals. Jerry, uh, <laughs> I think, or a radio psychiatrist from Seattle who breaks off from Let's Cheers. Oh yeah, to do a show called "I'm Listening." Oh, yeah. hey, because that's the name See, of his show, yes. right? Yeah. Well, no, I, that's his catchphrase. Oh, that's why he ends or starts. Was that supposed to be like Loveline? Uh, I don't. Oh, did it? Start, when did when did Loveline start in the eighties? I think it was the nineties. Because they might have started right around the same yeah, time. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't Maybe know. it's just that the fact that call it radio call-in shows were that popular. One of my favorite then. things about I'm Listening is uh, is that they have seen, they started Frasier right in the height of AM boom. And by the end of the show, no one listened no to one AM listened radio. To AM, yeah. And so they're kind of like, and they kind of address that going like, well, you don't make as much money anymore because no one listened to AM. Oh, see, that's good. They, yeah. So they were kind of like not They turned into a Latin music station at one point. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. That's <laughs> yeah, actually exactly. really cool. I like that a lot. Ah, Frasier, we can talk about it every time. Okay. Shadow well, of the Colossus. Yeah, uh, I mean, we talk about moving uh, TVs, video, or, or sorry, video games into TVs and movies. Sure. And they act, there actually was a moment where they were thinking about making Shadow of the Colossus uh, into a movie. Please. Which again, it's this weird idea that constantly gets into people's heads of like, people liked this as a video game. Right. Why don't we make it now a movie? Mm-hmm. But like, 
I don't think there needs to be that translation or, or transition from one medium to another. I think it should be okay that you have a game as a game and you don't need it to be a movie, especially because a game like Shadow of the Colossus is a game that relies so much on your um, your effect on the world mm-hmm. while you're playing it and what that makes you feel. Yeah. And in a movie, it completely removes your impact on what's happening on screen. So it's almost as though the game, based on the medium itself, is able to tell a more advanced story, a more all-encompassing story. If you turn it into a movie, you can only dilute it. Like, so much of Shadow of the Colossus is about... It it, it reminds me a lot of Bioshock, in Mm. the sense of you're just kind of doing things because things are telling you to do it. And then eventually you start to question, why am I doing this? And the game turns, like, almost breaks the fourth wall and is like, hey, why are you doing all this stuff? And you start to realize that these colossi that you're killing are Mm -hmm. innocent. And you're actually doing a lot of disservice to the world by taking part in this quest and in in because you as the user were the person doing this and getting satisfaction out of killing these innocent beasts it really makes you feel gross yeah in a way that you couldn't feel if you were just watching it happen on screen absolutely um so i don't think that that trans transition needs to happen all that all that often no i think um, it's the other way movies should turn into video games more yeah, than video games let me turn explore into the world more in this in a, in a similar way to like when you try to make a book into a movie, Absolutely. there's a reason why it's never as good because a book can flesh things out in a way that a movie just can't. It doesn't yeah. have, it, it's limited in its, in its ability. Well, it's also limiting your perspective. Here's what you're seeing right now. True. You feel very involved, whereas movies, you're kind of like looking around and going like, oh, okay, what's right, going on? Right, 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 right. Yeah, I, uh, I was thinking about the other day because they were saying how when uh, Disney made the transition from movies to parks, they were saying like, we are only showing you one thing in movies and you're, that's your perspective. In a park, you have a 360 view where you can stare at anything you want oh, to. Oh, that's cool. And that's a big difference for us because all of a sudden we want to limit what you can see so you can have the best version of it. Right. And that's why you have to carefully curate everything that goes on. That's I a great was, concept. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that was, I love I that. I thought that was fascinating. Um, so here's, here's another thing that I love about Shadow of the Colossus and we'll kind of get deep into the game now, I feel at this point. Yeah, um, the Colossus from the X-Men, obviously. Yeah, Which of course. Be, yeah. And, and the whole game is bringing him down. Yeah. Because he is just dangerous. He's too metal. That's, metal. that scares me. He's, so much metal. He's just like Ozzy Osbourne. In his, this economy? In this economy. Melt him down. Yeah. Invested into a different stock. Yeah. Maybe some mutual funds. Really or we could sacrifice it to big Greta Thunberg. See, that's Gre- Greta Thunberger. Ooh, do we start a chain of restaurants? <laughs> <laughs> the Greta Thunburgers? The Greta, the, yeah, like the Wahlburgers. The Direct Wal- competition. Yeah, yeah. Direct competition. Maybe she has an unsuccessful sibling that can help run that as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I... I uh, wh- How can the- I possibly meet your mother? Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, children, have I told you about the time I met the person I fucked and made you born? <laughs> no, you or haven't. Or it's about a single parent. Allow me to do so over the... the <laughs> Scope of what seventeen seasons? Oh yeah, yeah, twenty four yeah. seasons. Yeah, uh, or it's a the perspective of a single parent going, "Hey, young kid, how can I meet your mother?" <laughs> what do you think about that? That's a let me twist. convince you to let me meet your mother. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, so one of the things I did love about this game though is the first time I played it through, uh, I didn't know much about the story. Like story in video games, unless it was very explicit, yeah. didn't really affect me all that much. Because uh, I thought video games are for playing, movies are for story, books are for like real, real story. So when I was playing the game, I'm like, this is fun. It's getting me great set pieces and I'm enjoying it. But I did have a weird feeling and an emotion while I was playing it, the sense of loneliness yeah. and, and and lack of purpose and 
and this real affinity towards the the character you're trying to to uh, bring back to life in, in in the the game. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I took a step back and I listened to what other people were saying about it that I realized all these things that I didn't pick up on. So mm-hmm. it was one of those early games that really struck me as like art in a video. Game. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I totally. I feel. I feel the same way. Yeah. It is such an atmospheric game. Yes. In the way that there's not clear direction all the time. It's not like there's like an arrow pointing you to stuff. Yeah. No. Exactly. You know, you're just kind of left to do your own thing and. What you have to do is often so somber and yes. so dour, and you're just like, I don't want to. It kind of reminds me of like uh, in Red Dead One when you're killing the Sasquatches. That's that's such a good point. Yeah. That is such a similar feeling. Yeah. yeah, you're like, I'm supposed to. I don't really want to. And, and then at the end of it, you end up talking to one of the Sasquatches, yeah. the last one. Yeah. Did you kill that Sasquatch? By the way, no, I let him die his own. Isn't that kind of worse? It is. 100%, but I just couldn't do it. I was that, like, like, leave it to Rockstar. The, my most divisive... I, I it's don't, so divisive. It's, I just... The, the, some of the things that they do in this game, or, or any of their games, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking primarily the Red Dead Redemption... Yeah, not the GTAs. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, that make you question what you're doing on a moral standpoint, where there's no right answer. Right. It's all gray area. Like, imagine... You're just hunting the Bigfoot because, oh, fuck, like, there's Bigfoot out there. Let's kill them. That's yeah. what we, we hunt. We, we we skin. We get the meat. We get the trophy. Which you've been doing all game. Right. Boars and right. You know, all this kind of stuff. And now all of a sudden you meet the last one and it's just crying. And it turns out it speaks English and it talks to you and it's like, all my family's dead now. Like, yeah. I have nothing left. Um Kill me. Kill me. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to live this. And now, so now all of a sudden you feel bad about doing it. I know. Even though all of the other Sasquatches you killed <laughs> were English speaking most likely or like conscious yeah. in some in some uh, some element. Man. Like and I'm was, just like taking a bow and arrow and teabagging him and like yeah. feeling so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who wants a Bigfoot? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, that was great. In Red Dead 2, you can find a cave that is closed in and you can hear someone talking from the other side of it and people believe it's one of the big feet. Oh. Bigfoot. Yeah, I know, but you can never see him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I've always liked that. I found it and then you're like, yeah, that sounds like the voice I remember. It's funny, like I'm, I'm I, I, big, I keep big saying feet this. Is big feet I, I, plural I to Bigfoot? Yeah, yeah, it would be I like Surgeon's General, like you wouldn't pluralize the last big's part. Big feet. Yeah. <laughs> This clan of Big's foot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i almost more excited. Like, I can't wait to be finished Red Dead mm. so that I don't feel bad just running around and finding random yeah, shit. Yeah, you can pace yourself out a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah I know. That, that is kind of the fun of those games is they're so deep that you can kind of like, well, now that was a really good story. Now what else you got out there? Mm-hmm. And you can find like, oh no, there's a thousand things. Right. Th- oh, okay, cool. One thing, okay, big spoiler alert for Red Dead. And I haven't finished it yet, but I know what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so plug your little ear holes we'll right in 30 now. seconds. See in 30 <laughs> seconds. The fact that Arthur Morgan dies. Yeah. Um, I still don't know how, so don't tell me how, although I know I have tuberculosis. Um, and then you end up playing as John Marston. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm realizing now as I say this, that there's probably a reason why this isn't the case. I love Sadie. Sadie is my favorite character in like that Sadie game. And I would have loved to play as her at the end of this, but I'm assuming there's probably a reason why not. I don't know if she dies or, or anything like that. But. I, I'm not, without ruining, I think, I think it's just more bookending. Whereas yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. you played as John Marston only for half a game last time. Right. And so the idea is maybe play John Marston as a half this yeah. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then maybe there's going to be something where you play as John Marston's kid. Right. And then maybe he, you play as a new character. And yeah. I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I don't. Yeah, it's too bad. I like Sadie a lot too. Sadie's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so to go back then to Shadow of the Colossus, you're absolutely right. Of this feeling of eventually you find your way through it, 
um, in a similar way to the set, like that's such a perfect comparison because I'm thinking now to all the emotions you have of, of like, well, you've been doing this already. Yeah. Why is it worse to do it now that you know what you're doing? The yeah. action is is the same and Adding there's no way to bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, does that make it worse? Yes, of course. So the, the story starts where it's 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 very stripped down. You're, you are- Like us next week. <laughs> hey, hopefully, yeah, yeah. On, what if uh, we had a guest for that episode? <laughs> Oh, we better get a real hot guest. <laughs> Let's get that cat you were talking about from Ooh, Fortnite. Oh, meowsles. Yeah, meowsles. <laughs> um, so, so it, it starts where you you play as the main character's name's Wanda in the North American release. It was, I believe, Wanda in the Japanese release because the game the game was called Wanda and the Colossus in the Japanese hmm. release. So, I'm not sure if that if, if that's what it was. But Shadow of the Colossus is a better name. It it's, is. It's, it's like, absolutely it's a, a better really, name. It's a really like deep name. Like there's interpretations of right, it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so it starts where you're coming to this new world and there's this narrator that's essentially saying that it's forbidden and, and you have this, this wrapped up body on the back of your horse and it becomes clear that you're trying to bring this person back to life. That person's name is, uh, Moto or something. I, I can't remember what her name is anyway. Uh, oh, Mono, M-O-N-O. Yeah. Mm. So how'd she die? It's a very good question. Yeah. But that's honestly one of the things I like is it, it only tells you what you kind of need to know. Everything else you're just sort of filling in the blanks. So you get to this fortress where you found out that there's this, this entity that might be able to bring people back to life. But you know it's like dark magic, like you're not supposed to be there. And this entity makes contact with you and says, I, I might be able to do what you want, but you're going to have to pay a very heavy price and you're going to have to kill all these 16 colossi that are... <laughs> that are taking over this, this area. Yeah. And it turns out it was one of those things. And it's, it's a, a uh, the, the entity's name is Demron or something like that, which back, Demron. back backwards is Nimrod, which is like the King in the mm. Bible who yeah. was, who was killed and cut up and spread out across the land. And yes. it turns out you find out each of these colossi have an, uh, a, a portion of his entity within them. And when you kill them, it returns into you. Yeah. And he's trying to find. He's trying to get you as a vessel to basically come back into existence. The cutting up and spreading across lands was like a popular way to kill people back in the day. Right. William Wallace was that way yeah, too. Yeah, like I think it was. Was it just thinking that like there's no way now that this person can come back to life? Well, I think it is. Like I don't understand what happens in the afterlife, but I'm gonna goddamn make sure yeah, that this that person's not coming back. <laughs> yeah. Do you know one of the weirdest things? Because I, when I was in university, I was studying a little bit of law and like early Canadian history okay. and all that stuff. And uh, we were talking about policing and punishment, crime and okay. punishment in early Canada. Mm. And it was part of our codified set of laws where if someone committed a crime mm -hmm. and then died or disappeared, then they would take a portrait of that person and drag it on the back of a horse through the mud across the whole town. Because like the effigy of a person and shaming that person was what the crime was. Wow. Which says a lot about our current state of, of <laughs> yeah. it's not about like people are like, no, it's about restitution and rehabilitation like, and rehabilitation yeah. no it's about retribution it always has been <laughs> no, don't 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 shame. kid yourself yeah yeah um yeah so that's that's what it is and you realize in the course of of shadow of the colossus that you're trying to revive this person mono who who has some relation to you and then you find out there's this group that's trying to stop you and it becomes very clear that what you're doing is wrong and there's this this sense of sadness to these colossi as you start to engage with them that at first you're just sort of thinking like this is an evil thing because I'm killing it and it's a video game. And then you realize that they're not doing anything wrong. In fact, they don't really attack you no. until you attack them. Mm -hmm. um, and that just, that sense of, of telling a story without words reminds me of like what remains of Edith Finch, mm -hmm. Gone Home, yep. the environmental storytelling of a game like Journey. Like this yeah. game kind of did it before any of those. And before, before Bioshock had the would you kindly line, yeah. there was 
Shadow of the Colossus. I think this game goes down, has to go down as one of the most important games in video game history. I honestly believe that. And not only like spicy, the gameplay in Bioshock can be frustrating and, and obtuse, even though it's kind of fun. Oh, absolutely. Shadow of the Colossus is not only in in terms of the storytelling and, and just video games as art is, 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 is very heavy. The gameplay is fucking fun. It's fun. And they made the conscious choice to not have individual enemies in it. Which, yeah. which, what do you think about that? Like, yeah, is that's that... interesting. They could have had just little guys running right, around and right, like, oh, right. I got to kill that guy to get to this thing. You know, it makes you just think as of video games as a whole and a concept and go, why do we just accept things for how they are? Right. Like, well, you got to have these guys. Like, you got to have the one boss that uh, is so strong, he throws out little bosses at you. Right, right. Like, why do we just accept that as a thing? Right. When it could be just more... Or, or showing the impact like a game like this of not doing that and how much that spins your head. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I, it shouldn't, right? It, but it, it shouldn't. It's such a simple decision, but yet you're like, whoa. Well, imagine if you're going from point A to point B in this game. That sounds fun. It sounds great. What, which where is where I go? You would go to point C possibly. Oh, man. But, you, Come on. but skipping point B? Yeah. What are you doing? I, you're not, you're you're ignoring the rules of the alphabet. Yeah. And 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 if you get oh. to Z without experiencing everything in between, yeah. God help you. God, I don't want anything to do with no, you. No, yeah, we're gonna drag you through the mud. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> portrait. We're gonna you. paint you. <laughs> I just imagine my shitty drawing of just like big, <laughs> just like a completely misshapen face, and I have to constantly follow behind it and go, "That's that guy. That's that guy." And they go, "Which guy?" And I'm like, "That guy that didn't follow the rules." And they're like, oh, "Okay, I think I know that guy." Yeah, they're really assuming that there's always just a talented painter on hand. What did they do when it's Egg. just stick figures? <laughs> Why is he in a pirate hat? <laughs> I don't know how to draw horses, so just give me a second. So this guy really liked yellow cows. I didn't have a brown marker, okay? Yeah, exactly. He likes roller skating and soccer, so I had to draw with the thing. It's a caricature. Yeah, it's a caricature. He's in love with this girl. And the go-kart is way too small for his body. Yeah, he's got a hilariously large forehead. You gotta give me a... Re- okay, wait, just one second. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like, I just loved it. It's like, what did he do wrong? Murder. Oh, that's awful. He killed his whole family. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Did he love soccer at all? (laughs) (laughs) Or his top three favorite interests? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. I think we just figured out a sketch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Sorry. We'll compose ourselves. I don't even want to talk about the game anymore, man. That's funny. Um, Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, Shadow of the Claws is a good game. <laughs> good game. <laughs> uh, Dude, do you want to get into the ratings? Yeah, I think let's let's get into the ratings yeah. at this point because I honestly could go on. This is one of those games where we could have started at the top of the episode and I could have talked about it for the the, yeah. the, the scope of the entire thing. I, I find it tough, and we like, admittedly we'll get better. We'll get better at this, but it's just when we talk about the truly legendary games or the the best of the best games, it's kind of hard to boil it down into a couple of minutes of summarization yeah. without being able to see it, without being able to experience it. No different than we're talking about why video games uh, make terrible movies. You got to do it. It's, yeah. Participating in it makes it great. That's true. And and so it's kind of hard to say like, well, this is really good. Take our word for it. It's atmospheric. Right. You really got to just participate in it. Oh, does this become a, v- can this become a VR game? I don't think so, no, because it's all third person, right? Yeah, I guess so. I I think that, though, I'm honestly legitimately jealous of someone if they haven't played this game Mm -hmm. before. Um, And assuming that we play it and it holds up how I'm thinking it will, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this would be like getting to go back and play Super Mario for the first time. Like, it's just, it's a new brand of video game uh, that if you haven't played before, 
hopefully stands the test of time and yep. it's just such an, a good experience to play for the first time. To go back quickly to that that concept of not having individual enemies. That I remember being, there was a point in time, I was following the production of this game for a long time. That was back when I was like really, really into video games. Sure. And I remember the conversation happened where they're like, we're trying uh, an experiment where there's no individual enemies. And everyone was like, you can't do that. That's not going to work. But stop it. Stop, stop it, it now. Stop it. I want, I want my hack and slash and I want it now. And, uh, and they were like, no, we're going to try to make it work. And there was this whole school of people that were like, that needs to happen. Producers need to stay out of the way. Let them do what they're trying to do. It's Team Eco who mm, made Eco. And yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of that game, but everyone who liked it absolutely fell in love with it. Yeah. So they're like, just trust them. Trust them to do what they need to do. Um, and thank God they didn't because the sense of loneliness and desperation and then the buildup to traversing an environment yeah. only to get that one battle at the end of it was mm -hmm. just such a satisfying arc to, to follow. Yeah. Um, so um, with, with that said, I think maybe we get into to our reviews of the game. So for those of you who are newer, may have just forgotten, Andrew and I each give these games two specific rankings. The first ranking out of four bits is our review based on what the game meant to us growing up. As we're reviewing it back when it first came out, then we take a bit of a break to revisit the game and give it its second ranking, also out of four bits, which represents how the game holds up in the modern day. That said, every game will receive an ultimate score out of a possible 16 bits, with eight of those bits coming from Andrew, four for the retro score, four for the current score, and eight for myself. Same breakdown. Andrew, would you mind doing me a favor, please, sir, and uh -huh. breaking it down for us? <laughs> Thank you, Mikey. Um, this is not tough. Hey! This is a great game. I this like is that. a legend. This is set a pace in which I hope more games can follow. Yeah. But some of the more and more favorite games have been similar to this since then. Sure, yeah. And I don't think that's any coincidence. It's it's a great game. It's just a great game, full stop. Yeah. And, and I... I I find myself liking more pieces of art, even away from video games, that are like this. It mirrors the experience of the user. It's an isolating game. It is a lonely game. You're just a game you're not playing with people. And so you're staring at the main character and seeing yourself a lot in it. And, and, you, and as most great pieces of art do, you get lost in the world. You kind of forget where you are. You are, you are in that game. And, and this is a Stone Cold Lock. This is a four out of four. It's That's just, amazing. There's kind of no way around it. So it's a great game, and and I wish it. W I wish more video games would follow in his pace. Yeah, I, I love that. I love what you said as well about seeing yourself in the main character. This game is very much about tragedy and coping with tragedy afterwards, and uh, the sense of loneliness and the sense of this hero's journey you have to undertake in order to get over the loss of a loved one. Um, the 16 Colossi may as well just be the things that you thought you couldn't do without that person. Yeah. And you feel uh, so related uh, to this main character because he's going on this quest to bring someone back and you don't even need to know anything about her. All you need to know is he, she meant a lot to him and he's gonna he's willing to go literally to the ends of the uh, the earth to figure out a way to bring her back. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's impossible, and I think we all know it. But it's not going to stop us from trying to find some way to 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 bring back that person's memory or cope with it, whatever it is. This game, I, I've already said a ton about it. I, I was following the production of it from the very beginning when it came out. It was the rare case where the game felt to play exactly like what I thought it would feel like when I saw. Um, trailers or 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 like little clips and snippets to kind of like sell me on the game. I was like, oh, this game would be great. And there's always a a, a difference between what the game actually feels like and what it and and what I thought it might feel like to play it. But this game was so epic and so lonely and so emotional. Um, 
and killing each of the colossi had such a split sense of sadness because you remember looking up at that thing at the very beginning and thinking like, that is gorgeous. And, and then you see it fall and it's really kind of tragic. And then accomplishment because you took down this thing as like a small person. Um, I, I give this game a four out of four as well. I, I can't, it, it's, it's such, it's one of the easiest fours I've ever given mm-hmm. because it, this is a game I think about all the time. I compare all boss fights in every game to this game. Now yeah. um, the uh, producer of this game um or sorry, the, the lead designer from Miru Ueda said uh, that he kind of designed each of the colossi off of the inverse version of a Zelda dungeon, which is really cool hmm. because it makes each boss a level. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, you know, you and I talk about how we don't like boss battles, yeah. but this finds a way to make them approachable and enjoyable. Totally. And, and it obviously works. Each level is a boss and you find your way to it, traverse just like in Zelda, find your way through the, the overworld to get to the boss, or in this case, in this case a boss, in Zelda's case a dungeon, yep. and then you traverse the dungeon, get to the end, and, and that's that's all there is. There's no weapons upgrades, there's no new sword unless you do like the time trials and all that stuff. Um, it's just about knowing the mechanics and changing what you're doing from Colossi to Colossi and an experience in the story. I, uh, I, I'm so excited to play this game. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's not wait any longer. Let's Why do don't it. we go play this game, Mikey? Let's go play this game right now. Oh. This is the weirdest thing. I don't like turning on my PlayStation because it creeps Frankie out, the sound it makes. Watch this. Isn't that, isn't that so weird? Wow! Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, bud. It's okay. Sorry, buddy. Like she, she's going to go upstairs into her crate. Like it, that sound really scares her for some reason. Just the the pitch or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. It's so weird. Does the um, does the doom doom from the beginning of a Pornhub video do that do well? She can't hear because it's in my headphones. All right, here we go. So we got an owl flying. So basically, on the reworks, they didn't do much to improve the graphics, but they did make them high def. Oh, so okay. there's this weird light ethereal nature to the graphics that Team Eco uses, hmm. and they're very much represented in this game as well. Honestly, it looks great. It looks amazing. It looks really, really good. And this is PlayStation 2, 2005. Like, th- this is the era where you could really get hit and miss with, with graphics. Well, like often we talk about, the backgrounds, the scenery always looks great. Characters... Not so much. Not as much. But these, the characters in these games are very, um, almost like anime. So it's not supposed to be one-to-one with a human. God, Um, he barely made that jump. So we're watching (laughs) Wander make his way to this forbidden land. Obviously, we don't know that yet. But he's with his horse, Agro. And uh, it's very precarious. Side of a mountain. Yeah, he just, like, the horse is like, I don't want to do it. He's like, heads up, we're doing it. And they (laughs) barely make it. (laughs) Wow, that horse is gigantic. That That, person is little. That horse is absolutely enormous. Uh, And the horse aggro becomes, like, such an integral part of this game. Like, the emotion you have feeling this horse working with you. Also, the nice choral music that starts. So this soundtrack was thought of as like one of the best video game soundtracks of, of modern day. Yeah, I would think so. I honestly, that's that's something we've talked about for a while, but I, I this has to be in the conversation. Uh, I also really like that, you know, usually when you think about carrying a load on a horse, you put it in the, like you wrap it up, you put it in the back, but this is the dead woman. So he's carrying her like on his lap basically, yes. which is really sweet. The level design and the environment in this game are second to none. 
Uh, it's kind of goes back to what we're talking about, like on the Super Nintendo, how the graphical capabilities were obviously not as high as they are now. Yeah. But when you get creative with how to make them look not realistic, but just beautiful, yeah. uh, you, there's really a lot that you can do. And this is an example of what the PlayStation 2 could do. It's also shot incredibly cinematically. Very like the, cinematic. The angles that they're taking are not... You know, very typical of uh, video games. Yeah, it's like a movie. And that's that again goes back to what we're talking about. Like, why make this a movie? It's yeah. a movie already. Zooming in. Oh, yeah, this weird... No, that's me controlling now. I know. The weird, like, Metal Gear thing. Because Metal Gear would do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could kind of control the camera angle and the cutscenes. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's weird. Like... So we're making our way into this deep, dark uh, castle. I've always been amazed at, like, these movies, TV shows video games, whatever, you get to these castles that are long forgotten and abandoned and doors are opening. Is that magic? Know, is it I, mechanism? I, I, is it a drawbridge? Honestly, bridge? if I don't do anything to my apartment in two days, it looks like yes. like squatters have lived there for yeah. six months. And yet, castles look great. Mm -hmm. Also, again, the horse, man, like he's trying to tell you something and you're like, shut up. Yeah, the horse pulls away, does not want to go into the castle. Honestly, not feeling great about it. And you're like, shut up, let's go. <laughs> the, I, I will say the uh, castle is very horse friendly. It is. That, uh, oh, everything has ramps. I love the fact that the body is wrapped up and he's it's on his lap. That's yeah. so human. I yeah. don't know. Yep. What do you think? It was going to be wrapped in a bag tied behind the horse, like dragging well, the whole I think, time? I'm thinking like Red Dead where it's like loaded oh. onto the back, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're making our way through this cavern. There's statues of each of the Colossi, eight on each side. And then we're going to go lay the body on the altar. As though someone were expecting us to lay a dead body on the altar. Yeah. There's, like a, there's like an altar space for a body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a chalk outline of a, of a crime scene. <laughs> I mean, she's probably pretty rotten at this point. She can't smell great. Not, she's ripe, yeah. She's definitely shit herself. <laughs> Something we're fascinated by. Shit yourself. When, you, when you die, you shit yourself, and no one talks, no one talks about, about it. it. We need to see more of that in movies. Why don't we talk about it? If I die, when, if I die, when I die. <laughs> You're not sure it's gonna happen. Yeah, who knows? When I die, and I shit myself, I need everyone to laugh in the room <laughs> yeah. and acknowledge that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Is it like, ah, oh, you lived a good life? Oh, that's that's the way he wanted to go. That's good. In fact, I'm pretty sure he wanted to do that while he was alive. It's like that's what I'm gonna do if, when when I'm on my deathbed. I'm gonna shit myself, and they're gonna be like, he's gone. He's I'll be like, no, I'm not. Don't gotcha. be like, oh my god, <laughs> he's definitely still alive. All right, so we got a mask talking to us, <laughs> telling us that there's memories by ends and not etched into the stone. Yeah, trying to be very Shakespearean. Like, very Tolkien-esque. Blood, young sprouts, sky. It's basically telling us that this land that we've come to, like, it could have been telling us this while the while the, the, the other yeah. country was going on. Because now we're just looking at a mask as subtitles go to tell us that, like, the land we're going to is pretty fucked up, not supposed to be there, but you could bring people back from the dead. Yeah, so there's a bunch of dark shadows climbing up from under the uh, the ground, basically. I just love that the horse has not run off. And is probably like, this is what I was talking about. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, the weird thing about it letting you control the camera is that you can control the camera in a very stupid way. <laughs> we just look like a, like a dizzy drunk person watching yeah. someone talk to the sky. All right, here we go. Here we go. So the game ah. starts and you haven't been told anything. You, you've been told a very strange thing about just Colossus. Like you've been told the story of the game. 
Yes. And and then it just basically says go. It doesn't tell you the controls. It just kind of it's like go. Doesn't so, it look like man, the character looks like he's floating on the ground. It's very it's very team eco. Like oh, that wow. that's that's what this is. So you press circle to hold up your sword and instead of having a compass because they want it to be very minimalist, the light just kind of shines at a point where you're supposed to go. And it doesn't show you like how to get around areas. It's like that's the general direction of the colossus you're going to Yeah. Find. <laughs> Sorry, that animation is insane looking. Yeah. His legs are out wide and his like his sword is glowing. Yeah. And you're yeah. holding it for 30 <laughs> seconds straight like... Ah! Especially <laughs> given that you look like William Wallace 100% of the time. But drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so William Wallace 100% of the time. Yeah, exactly. yeah. All right, so this is one of those cases we got to where we know there's going to be another Colossus. We found it using the thread of light on our sword. And now we have to find a way to get to it, but we can't climb there with... Our, uh, horse. our horse. Yes. So you gotta uncharted this. Oh, jeez. Uh -oh. Camera is not perfect. I'm already. Gonna, I'm getting a little worried about this camera, to be honest. But maybe we'll get used to it. Okay. So now it's a little bit of a platformer. Controls are very floaty, which I do remember. Yeah, like you can. The backgrounds are very nice, and Wanderer has his own style of character, whatever. But the two of them don't really look like they interact. Oh, I get what you mean, actually. Like, yeah. they, they don't look like they're interacting with each other. Kind it, of. it looks as though there's no, like, physical interaction. No, there, right? yeah. yeah. It's not like you grab a ledge and dust flies Exactly. Up. It's just yeah. kind of there. Yeah. All right, here we go. So we're seeing our first Colossus at this point. Wow. Look at that. It's so impressive looking. Every time he walks, it kind of yeah, shoves off. The, it, it shakes the ground gets displaced. All right, so here's the, the basis of this game now, and it's often thought about as a puzzle game because you can see the Colossus, and you have to figure out a way to get it to let you basically jump on it. So yeah. you have to get its attention somehow. So I'm, I'm gonna shoot a uh, an arrow at it. See if it pays attention to you. See if it pays attention to me. Oh, he looked back at you. But he's so big that just shooting an arrow doesn't really bug him that much. No. Oh shit. Oh, uh, this is gonna hurt. The amount of time it takes for him to swing, I remember being very, uh, very cool as well. Like, there's such a scale to these guys. So you kind of get a sense of what he's doing. He's got one exposed calf where he's got fur, and now I can hang on to that fur yeah. and go. But you have to pay attention to your grip meter because you can only hang on for so long. So it's not just about shooting a bunch of arrows at him. You have to find your way to their weak points. And they're so big that when, they, when he lands, it displaces the ground and you kind of fall around yeah. him. Okay, so here, so it, it's unleashed kind of a weak point on him, but I need to be stable for long enough to be able to stab it. So now I've charged it, stabbed him, Whoa. and that gets him to fall down, which means I can stand up and recharge my grip and then get to the next level, essentially, because it's all about being able to get high enough without losing your grip. It's almost like it's a balancing game as much as anything else, really. It's very Death Stranding-esque. Yeah, right? Yeah. Something I never thought I'd say out loud. In a game that you like, yeah. Now I get that little landing furry bit. He does uh, wear a belt that is very similar to a landing. That's really strange. Yeah, <laughs> like he's. What I mean, is he using that it's for? It's more or less a platformer, and he has something on his back that's perfect if someone's trying to climb to his head to stab him. That's kind of, if I yeah. were to describe what I'm standing on right now, it's something to give me a break if I'm ever making a journey to his head to stab him. Well, I think it's like before he left the house, his partner was like, honey, did you bring your stabbing platform? <laughs> and he goes, oh shit, I almost forgot my stabbing platform. All right, so, oh, so I'm now all the way up to his head tough. and the sense of scale, he now shifts his movements a little bit. There it is. I'm just getting my grip charged a little. He has a glowing brain weak spot. And good night, Sally. There you go. <laughs> I basically stabbed him right in his head. So we climbed from his calf to yep. his head, stabbed him three times, 
and he drops his weapon and falls. And it's this slow, kind of sad movement. And you know, the first time you haven't really picked up on it, and you're like, okay, this is just what you do in this game. But by the time you start to realize you're probably doing something mean, yeah. uh, it starts to feel worse and worse. The game ends up being as much about exploring Colossus the murder. world. <laughs> exploring the world, this is it about Colossus murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just imagine two Colossus dressed as police. <laughs> like, showing up Slowly like, running towards yeah. you. Did you see anything? <laughs> no. Stabbed four times in the head. Why is she wearing the stabbing platform? <laughs> Did you see anything? I've been at this temple the whole time, officer. I have no idea what you're talking about. Someone order some Colossus donuts. <laughs> Thy next foe is... Man, all these ancient entities love speaking the dumbest English. <laughs> okay, it's the original horse riding simulator. Red Dead, eat your heart out. Press X to call your horse as well. Thank you very much. So in Red Dead, once you get out of range, the horse just doesn't show up, which is something I absolutely hate. In a game where you can get shot 13 times and not die, throw realism out the window enough to allow me to bring my horse regardless of where I am. I remember back playing this game, the enormity of the world you're playing in is just, it's something that you, you don't really experience very much. Even in a game like Zelda where it's wide open, the draw distance wasn't the same, the overall size of everything wasn't the same, they like to keep it kind of in tighter patches. And granted, the minute-to-minute the -minute detail isn't like that great, but it allows you to have this breadth of experience. I think that's a little bit better. He rides the horse like a goddamn Muppet. Yeah, he's like, the horse is deciding where to go. And he is, he's a ragdoll on it. You ever seen those like dog costumes where they have a fake cowboy yes, on the back? Yes, and their arms are just yeah, kind just of like, like tickle me elmoing all yeah, the way Yeah, just around. like, yeah. yeah. So we're making our way down to the seaside cave. Hinted you said making our way down. Making our way. And I keep thinking of the Vanessa Carlton song. Making our way downtown, walking fast, strangers passing them all down. Can I use a Colossus as a horse? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not gonna kill this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna just bring it with me everywhere I go. Oh, here we go. So we went up close enough to it, and it it bursts through a wall, like it's being summoned. Right. You get this sense that if you weren't here, they were totally content to just be doing nothing. I do love these moments where you kind of take them in. And, and like, see their enormity. Yeah, yeah you're like, enormity is going to be the word of the day, I think, for me. So you can see, kind of, as he lifts his his foot, you see he's got a glowing patch there. That means you, uh, you're going to have to shoot, shoot that yeah. with a with an arrow, and that'll bring him down. It's interesting because there's multiple ways you can bring down Colossi, and in this one, you can ride your horse next to it and then jump on its fur area from your horse. That's oh, like really? the, that's like the expert way to take this down. Or you can shoot the bottom of its feet with an arrow. Damn it. Now here's, I mean, here's one of the problems is the the novelty and epicness of seeing one of these beasts. And I remember this being an issue uh, when I used to play the game. Is ruined very quickly by every time that the camera angle doesn't go so well or the controls aren't as good. I love too, like the design of these colossi uh. when they when they look at you. It's almost with the set like they tilt their head like what is like they're looking at like you like what the fuck is this? And yeah, yeah. Oh, he's gonna stomp you. I know. Working on it. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, that was actually sick. So the monster jumped up to stomp Andrew, and Andrew, waiting until the last second, shot the bottom of its paw. Uh, oh, there you go, there's fur. There, yeah. you can jump up there. So it's interesting, like, each boss fight almost has different levels. Like, the first level is get a way onto the creature's fur. All right, so now we're trying to find our way from the front of the beast to the top of the beast. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, the music is so fucking epic. <laughs> oh, the music's hugely epic. Oh shit, Andrews is getting thrashed around. Off. Oh. Oh. oh, Andrews just fell off again. Here you did. Okay, I'm gonna do this quick. Bang. Nice shot. Got him. Infinite arrows is a nice touch. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's not that about resource been management. Very it's, annoying. Yeah. Oh, he's shaking. He's shaking. Early PlayStation era camera, not perfect, but you know. No. There we go. There so I got the go. sword out. Now I can see his weak point. Top the skull again. Stabbed him pretty hard. Not gonna lie, he did not like that. <laughs> Because when you stab, they will thrash, which makes total sense. It's like Field of Dreams. When you stab, they will thrash. Actually, so it looks like this weak spot is, has been used. So I gotta go find another one that I can... It's gotta be near the back, right? I guess so, yeah. Cause there it is. There it, it is. On his butt. On his little butthole. It's probably gonna enjoy this. <laughs> this little perv. He's like, oh no, oh, don't do it again. There we go. He did not like that. Oh, it slows down to slow motion. And this poor beast, who fought so valiantly. Beautiful, beautiful creature. It's not our fault your weaknesses glow. <laughs> yeah, if only humans were so brittle. Yeah, I know. And welcome back to the Retrograde. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, so formal. Hi, welcome to my party, <laughs> during which we destroy 16 innocent beasts. <laughs> oh, I'd play this game. <laughs> uh, would, would you, though? Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't get the sense that you enjoyed it quite as much as uh, as, as maybe it, you did in the past. Well, I, you know what? It's aged more than I thought. And it's not its fault. It's just that things have advanced past it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's in the, the same way that games age in yeah. camera and in controls. Right. There's no other way that you could say this. The, there's any fault to this game. The story is very interesting and it's very compelling. It's very unique. Um the animation and the graphics are actually great. Like, yeah, they I really agree. do. Like animation the, specifically. Yeah, the the backgrounds, the land, and the monsters phenomenal. Yes. The the character, yeah, whatever. Graphics got better. What are you get? Yeah, yeah. But uh, they but, they give him kind of a ragdoll look and feel, yes. which works because there's so much movement where the colossi are trying to shake him off of them, or 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 the horse is like bucking him or yes. something like that. Yeah, I think that worked pretty well. Um, Specifically, what do you think age worst about this game? The camera. The camera? Yeah. The camera, I think, is, yes. Uh, it's PlayStation 2 camera. It's never going to be good. It's no. why God of War was so well-received, because it took the camera out of your hands, Thank basically. God. Yeah. Like, there, there's just, there's tough little stuff about, like, because everything gets really minute in, it, it's a, it's a, it's a puzzle game. It yep. really is. Puzzle platformer, basically, puzzle platformer, is what it comes yeah. down to, yeah. And so because things, because motions and controls are so minute, having that camera, like, kind of, like, you know, like a drunk moving around, around yeah. on you. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, wait, hey, dude, dude, dude. Because like, so say the Colossi is bucking up and I need to hit its weak spot. And you, every time you go back to rear back for a, uh, for uh, your arrow, it resets your motion to where your feet are. Yeah. And you're like, what? Oh, wait, but like I'm the looking direction, over there. The direction your character is facing, not the direction the camera's looking. Yes, yes. which is where, hypothetically, your head is facing. Right. So it's you like, as the user. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it gets a little frustrating. We're like, oh, that's the only thing I had. Okay, I gotta wait 30 more seconds. Right, and right, you gotta right, like, right, right. And I understand there's a little bit of like, you just gotta get used to it. And once you do that two, three, four more times, you'd probably get very used to it and go, okay, now, now reset my body. Right. And here we go, which feels stupid but it's just that's what you gotta do um 
And so when little things of like when you were jumping over the ridges of the back of one of the colossi, yeah. colossi and the camera zoomed in really tight right to you close and to then me, you yeah. realized it was wrong and pulled back again, right. you're like, well, dude, I need to focus right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I totally get that. And you can hear it uh, in the gameplay portion. The first time I had to start doing some platforming to climb up a mountain mm-hmm. and I went to jump and the camera changed on me and I almost missed it. I was just like, what the fuck are we going to be dealing <laughs> yeah, right? with? Now- there are concessions that have been made since this game came out with regards to video game design that are uh, that are relatively new in in the the game design. Mm. Where, like you said, wherever your camera is facing, that's where your character will be facing if you pull something up to aim. That's mm-hmm. something that that changed in video games. I think for for the longest time it was like, well, where is your character facing? That's where you're going to be aiming because yeah. obviously that's what it is. And then someone along the line said, well, it doesn't matter which way your avatar is facing. You are es- es- essentially the the, the camera yeah. itself. So that's good. But I got used to it pretty quick. Even yep. past that, that platforming element, um, I kind of got to predict what the camera was going to do no like with a certain margin of of error that mm-hmm. i was allowing for it um and i think that i benefited from facing the first colossus and then you went straight into the second one which is very much more reliant on where the camera's facing mm-hmm. but yeah. you didn't have the time to build up to it so when i went to go face the second colossus it was relatively uh straightforward for me like i kind of knew where the camera was going and and could predict that so it didn't really become that much of a barrier for me okay um although i can i can absolutely acknowledge that it's not it's not perfect in any sense and that's okay i I think the other big thing that i was going to talk about was that you know because these monsters are so beautiful and like you don't want it to be so like okay actually i'm going to say this in two different ways i was going to say you don't want it to be so obvious yet their weak spots glow like so give me a second here but but is that like the ridge and the fur and everything it's a it's a it's a complete being so they don't show you like a very definite moment where you go you can no longer hold here you need to jump sure 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 and that's good i'm glad for that but it also gets very frustrating when you're holding the fur and you're like why can't i get over yeah, to yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and you're kind of like just sitting there and your character's kind of glitching out a little bit of like reaching because he's stuck in between two things. That That's a little frustrating because once again, it's moving as well. So right. you're kind of like time is and, a factor. And your grip is your grip, running yeah. out. So, yeah. so those get a little frustrating where you're like, because you just want to excel and do well and stuff like that. And I understand part of this game is that you have to mount these monsters like four or five times. Right. Like that's kind of part of the game a yep. little bit yeah, you know, yeah. until you figure it out. So... Um, so like, I'm not really complaining about how the game functions. It's more just like there maybe was a slightly easier way to explain that visually. Sure. But what, what I like is that there's the, the punishment isn't a health tax in falling off of the Colossus. Right. The punishment is the time it takes to get back on the Colossus. Cause there's it's not the friends there's not, along the way. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a ton of, uh, fall damage in this game. So it's no. assuming that you're going to be falling fairly often, and I like that about it. Because if you were to fall off and also die, mm. that's frustrating. That would suck. If you fall too many times, well, then guess what? Get better at the game. But like, but like from that point, of, you don't have to fall ten to twelve times though. Right. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. It's more about the, like I said, the amount of time that it's going to end up taking. So right. you know, time taxes aren't great in video games either. You don't like doing the same thing over and over again. But there is this feeling, like this this real bathos sense of like a fall from grace when you fall from the top of a Colossus mm. and you're like, fuck, I have to do all that over again. <laughs> um, but I think that adds to the sense of accomplishment when you finally bring it down. Um, 
this game, this may be the most hypocritical review that I give because oh. it does have camera issues. Yes. And it does have a tightness of controls that's a little bit lacking. Like it's a good it's way very of fluid. Yep. Um, um, but for some reason, I'm able to predict it to a degree where it doesn't affect my ability to play the game as much. And I'm willing to look past it because of the benefit that uh, is seen if you do so. Because the overall package the game offers, I think, is, is still so stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't get as much into like the the environmental exploration. Like right. The first two colossi and, and onwards are are pretty easy to find. And then there's some other ones where you really have to go on a journey to find them. And then finding them is an accomplishment in and of itself. Right. Um, but man, I, I gotta say, I, I, I'm itching to play this game again. Mm. Like already, already there's that, 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 that cinematic it gives you when a Colossus is being brought down. That is just so, I don't know, sad and slow, but, you have this sense of euphoria because you finally did it. Yeah. Man, the, the only bad feeling I ever remember having of this game is the final boss because it takes a little bit too long um, and falling off it is does mean death and it's just this frustrating climb that you have to start from the beginning when you yeah. die. And I honestly thought about that boss in a way where it was like, do I not give it a four because of that boss? Mm. But ultimately, the overall package is just so yeah. good. And I think it honestly holds up. Um, so I don't know if you, do you want to get into our reviews? Let's, why don't we do it? Let's do it. So in our uh, retrogrades, Mikey and myself gave it fours. Um, so for an eight out of eight, kind of hard to beat that. Um, Pretty hard, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I don't know. They'd have to stay for extra credit or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, They'd have to bring apples for teacher. Oh, yes. Every day. <laughs> apples for teacher is the nerdier version for hot for teacher. <laughs> for the White Snake album. <laughs> um, okay, I'll start. This game, this game is a legend, and it's so great in concept and in story wise. It's so unique, and like like Mike, you kind of was saying, I think you for, you're more willing to forgive some of the errors around it because because the overall package is so good. Because the game is good, and yeah. and you're and if you're motivated by story and you're motivated to see how it goes, and you kind of find yourself enraptured by the world, then you are more willing to forgive all the stuff along the way to get to the final. Product, final answer, final right. ending, whatever it is. Um, yeah, the game's a little junkier than I remember. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? It's, yep. it's a 15-year-old game, and that kind of happens. And I understand there's a certain amount of hypocrisy that comes with this, and that you want you want to judge everything with an even level, but that's just not true. Yeah. Like, this, this, this is a fun game, and it's really unique. And seeing each Colossi is so special because they're all so different, and, and I just think the packaging is so much fun. So with that being said, though, I'm not going to give it a perfect score uh, because I do think it has aged, but I'm going to give it as close as I can and give it a 3.5 out of 4. Nice, nice. So like, you know, it's a 7.5 out of 8 for me, um, totally. So like, I kind of almost feel bad giving a 3.5 and I even tinkered with a 3 possibly, but it's still it's a great fine. game. If it, does, if it doesn't work for you now, it doesn't work for you now. Like, I totally get that. Yeah, it, like, it's just not like, th- we're, we're, we're comparing it to games these days and stuff like that. And I think story-wise, it's unmatched. Really, in in its its way, its corner of doing yeah. it, but there are games that just kind of have gotten better at the pl- uh, the platform puzzle that we are playing. It's still like totally an amazing game, and everyone should go back and play it. Sure, but it's just going to be like there will be little moments where you go like, "Wait, what? Okay, fine, all right, cool." Yeah, 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 and that's okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, I I agree with you, um, and I'll flat out say this is not a perfect game. Mm-hmm. However, uh-huh. 
One of the things that I always say when I lower my score in the modern modern score for, for a game that we're doing on this podcast is that there are better versions of this game out there that I could play today if I wanted to. I don't think that's true for this game. There isn't another game like this right. in the market right now. Mm-hmm. There is not another game where all you have to do is face bosses. You feel the sense of loneliness. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't, there, there's no game that takes that formula and improves upon it with modern uh, controls and camera and all that. So that said, I think this is the best version of this type of game that exists in the marketplace today. If I'm saying today in 2020, I want to play a game like this, this is the best version of that game. Mm. And I think that that this type of game is something that I am absolutely in love with. Um, so I can still get th- this insane sense of uh, of rush when I take down a Colossus. The feeling of being on top of it and finding those little moments in between when they're shivering or shaking and you're losing your balance and the sense of panic because you're 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 tired and you're exhausted and you got to find where to go on it but you don't have time to like really get your bearings. That feeling of always constantly failing and then persevering in spite of it is a balancing act that I've always wondered at when it comes to, to games, how they manage to do that so well. And this does that so well. So like I said, it's not a perfect game, but I think given what it is, in my mind, it, it it's perfect. Mm. <laughs> um, and I'm giving it a four out of four. In the wow. I, I could easily play through this entire game right now. I keep thinking about the other Colossus, like the two that we faced yep. in, 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 in playing this game are relatively straightforward. Mm-hmm. And the, the, I think back to the the first moment of this game when I played it back in the day that I really fell in love with it. There's this Colossus that you have no way of getting on. It's the tallest one you faced. It's got this really long sword and you have to stand on this, this stone. So it swings its sword at you and then you dive out of the way. And when it hits that stone you're on, its armor breaks off, exposing some of the fur. And then mm. you jump on the fur and then you look down at the ground and you're on this insanely high structure and the draw distance, you can see the whole world. Like that type of feeling, getting back and playing that Colossus right now, I think would give me just as much of a rush today as it did back in the day. Wow. And if back in the day I gave it a four, I think I'm still giving it one today. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So a perfect score for Mikey. Fours and fours, four eights and a three, a four and a three and a half, excuse me, four. It's going to be a total of a 13 and a half out of 14. No, 14. Wait, what the hell am I talking about? 15 and a half out of 16. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is... I forgot the scores. I think this is the highest game we've ever rated. I think there's a perfect score out there. I think I think both Tony Hawk and NBA Street Volume 2 have perfect oh. scores. Um, oh, you might be right. I'll follow up on that. But yeah, I think those are both perfect scores. So this is... But this is in our Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. So it's over, anything over 14 out of 16 is yes. a Hall of Fame. This is a 15 and a half. So... Uh, welcome to the Hall of Fame, Shadow Colossus. Welcome to the Hall of Fame, Shadow of the Colossus. I'm very happy it made it as well because this game to me can do no wrong. Mm. It's just so brilliant and so perfect. And that brave, that bravery that it would have taken to have a game without individual enemies. Right. Nowadays, it almost seems okay because you have all these indie games that have done something similar, walking simulators where there's no enemies. But this was a different entity back then. And uh, and I commend it. And I, I, yeah. I can't wait to play it again. Here's to you, Shadow of the Colossus. Here's to you. <laughs> But yeah, we really enjoy this game. We want to hear from you. If you enjoyed this game as well, please let us know because I think it's kind of one of those legendary ones out there. And uh, it maybe didn't get the AAA release title where it was in you know every corner of every video game store right. and everything like that. But I think it was you know so well 
beloved and yeah. you know well regarded that I think uh, we'd love to hear from you if you loved it just as much as we did. Absolutely. Let us know on our social media <laughs> all over. We're getting a pretty solid community, especially yeah. on Twitter. Twitter seems pretty active these days. Yeah, so, I know it's so been great. over there. So we got a lot of questions for you. We appreciated how much Mikey looks like a Coldplay fan, but now we want to <laughs> yeah. hear, now we want to hear, should we do a naked and which podcast, which video game should we review while naked? And that's hashtag review in the buff. Review in the buff. So thank you so much for listening, Beauty Fans. We love every single one of you, and we can't wait to come back to you naked soon. Game over. For us legally, if we record in love. Feel free to review the podcast. <clears throat> Feel free to review the podcast on your platform of choice, and you may hear your review featured on a future episode. Subscribe, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Listen direct and find our show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Join us on Facebook or on Instagram at the Retrograde Podcast. Or Twitter at Retrograde Pod. And you can always send us an email at the Retrograde Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this, make sure you let your player two know it. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this, make sure to let your player two know to give us a listen. Let's play again next week. D-Pat. No, that sounds so dumb with a pause. What is wrong with me? Am I have a head injury? Let's play again next week, D-Pads. Fuck it. That sounded good. I speak very good English. Good English. And I am horny. <laughs>